Jack came home Friday night, so it's been interesting trying to uh, get the family dynamic back in the right order. <laughs> I always used to tell Tiffany, I was like, you don't understand. I go, Stacy and I are back. The old order resumes. You are pushed down the totem pole to your rightful <laughs> place at the bottom. <laughs> we were watching Saturday Night Live last time. He came in and goes, he even asked if he go. He said he was going to go to his one of his friends' house. He goes, "I don't know if I have to ask or not, or if I just leave." Or, <laughs> like, well, we don't really care, but do his parents care that it's you know ten fifteen and you're coming over now? It turns out the parents were home, which my wife guessed, but you know whatever. <laughs> yes, yeah. this morning's like, let's just clarify. Yeah, you're still living in our house. You're still driving our car. You still have to ask if you can leave. Yeah, just out of courtesy, if yeah, nothing exactly. else. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we're not going to, you know, interrogate you about the, the, the nights you're spending at your girlfriend's house. And you're just going to ask them politely, you know, to use the car while you're home. And we'll all be That's happy. Right. <laughs> just leave it there. There we go. So this uh, appears to be, by my calculation in my handy-dandy notebook, uh, this is episode 33 of the Slurp Toast, a podcast. Oh, my goodness. 33. Wow. It's, it's, a, it's we're back to prime numbers or something, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, and uh, I'd like to apologize uh, for pushing our recording of this uh, episode to you and to our listener, um, because uh, <laughs> this is. <laughs> thank you for catching that. By the way, uh, <laughs> this is going to be one of those uh, uh, periodic installations of old men and their ailments. Ah. So, um, I don't know if you know this, but as you get older, uh, your ear canals can can narrow. Okay, I didn't know that. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's true because I had an issue a couple of months ago where I started losing hearing in my right ear. Well, you know, there's any number of reasons I could be, but it didn't feel like it was any of those. So I went to the to the doctor and, and apparently my ear canals are, are narrowing, which then leads to the, uh, the wax not being able to pass through and it had gotten clogged into my ear canal and they had to use a... Uh, a pressurized pressurized wash to get my ear clear so now i'm on the lookout for that um and so i was having a similar issue and i went ahead and bought the home version of the kit which is fine it's just a spray bottle with a like a pressurized tip on it so you can get that is it like the thing you used to suck snot out of a baby's nose uh well i got one of those with the kit you can <laughs> use that but the 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 literally the kit is a spray bottle with, uh-huh. a, with a tube and a little little uh circular thing to kind of like Block the distance on your ear, and a little, uh, little pressurized tip that slips into the 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 plat. It's like plastic tubing. So you just water and hydrogen peroxide to get it in there. It'll bubble up, release the things. And anyway, apparently I got so much water in my ear trying to clear my ear that I gave myself an ear infection. So then my then after I cleared it, it swelled up, and I couldn't. <laughs> I had this shooting pain into my jaw. I couldn't wear my headset. Like all I was trying to do was be able to hear out of my ear and I made it worse. So I was just trying to be proactive, mom. 
right? Exactly. <laughs> I was doing exactly what I watched the doctor do when they cleared it. What could possibly go wrong? Well, now we know the answer to that question. Well, that's that eight years of medical school you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need eight years of medical school to squirt water in my ear. I'm just saying. You know, okay. So when I had the thing with the Bell's palsy, yeah. I had they, they did that because they were checking my hearing. And I will say that after they did that little suction thing, you're just like, wow, I, I, I have missed so much. All right. <laughs> it's just everything is so loud now. <laughs> <laughs> you never realize that you may be able to spend a little more time on the ears till something <laughs> happens and you can't. You know, and it was been a much cooler story if I had said, you know, it was the, uh, you know, the music at 11 for 30, 40 years that, you know, deafened me in one ear. But no, it's just getting old. That's all. I so. always think because I always drove with the passenger with the driver's side down, the, 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 all the wind blow. Right. That I, that that's what I attribute, you know, sort of this soft hearing on the left hand side. Too. <laughs> Never thought of that, but I've been guilty of doing that myself, yeah. as you know. So that's uh, that's a good point. <laughs> that, that constant sort of barrage down the the left the hand side of your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might you rode in my Mustang. It had the big windows. We rolled with with them down all the time. It was like the entire side of the car. So. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, yes. I remember the, you know, the good old days, like when we had the Monte Carlo and the Crown Vic. <laughs> oh, man. We, were, we looked like we were under... your friends in there. <laughs> Things Nobody had a seatbelt. Yo, the steering on my, that, that <laughs> custom 500. Good Lord. <laughs> One finger. Woo, woo. Look at me making turns. (laughs) (laughs) I used to, my first car was our our hand-me-down Ford Custom 500. It was white and it was a whale. And then my dad had put (laughs) top shocks in it. Um, (laughs) Well, they were air shocks because we used to have a camper and he would pull it with that thing. So he put in like the the customizable pressure shocks and the thing just bounced. And it had the loosest power steering known to man. And it like the gigantic steering wheel that was like this you know you just literally could so turn. maybe old people haven't shrunk they just drive cars with the steering wheel is you know, just used to the wheel being up here three and, feet across you might be onto something yeah and your monte carlo man that thing was a beast oh yeah oh yeah the aggie wagon the aggie wagon so named because of the Texas AM <laughs> buffer sticker that we could never remove from the yes. back end. Yes, it had been there for quite some time and it melted just into your, the bumper. Yes. <laughs> it just became your car's namesake. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Aggie Ooh, Wagon. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Those uh, things were beasts, though. They were. <laughs> they were I, just... mean, I, the white car, I remember Jennifer Daspit. Yes. I was taking her home from school one day and I was whatever, not paying much attention. And she, you remember where she lived right at that curve, uh-huh. the very sharp curve. Well, it had been rained just enough that that little two lane road was wet. And oh. I took, and I took that wide turn in that beast and it decided it wanted to go sideways through that <laughs> turn. And we went sliding through the turn into the grass. <laughs> and there was a, barbed wire fence that I came to a stop about six inches from. I was then able to drive the car out of the grass into Jennifer's driveway. <laughs> I think it was a straight shot. <laughs> Not to her was... yard, just crossed the road right into her. 
I was terrified, man. That thing just slid. It went all the way in, nearly into the pot. Try to explain to Big Dave how I managed to get barbed wire holes in the side of his car it would have been a nightmare. <laughs> well, Dad, it was like this. I was attacked by cows and broken out, and they had the fence, and they were swinging it around. Anybody who came near them, and there were big boobs, Dad. <laughs> that might have been a safer play. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, so what else has been going on with you since last we spoke? No, not much. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> although I think I'm supposed to be off tomorrow, but mm-hmm. there's a good chance I'm going to have to go out into the woods and ID a burned out car <laughs> for work. We had a, yeah, we had a truck. Oh, nice. From okay. One of our job sites. Say again. We had a truck stolen from one of our job sites and the uh, safety guy sent me a picture tonight. He's like, well, looks like we found the truck. <laughs> I mean, it's just husk, but you can make out the logo and you can make out the truck numbers on the side. And I go, well, that's, that's 0304. <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> he goes, well, we just have to verify it. I go, I'm, I'm telling you, I go, it, it's, you can clearly see, you know, when you blow the picture up, you can see the outline of the, 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 the ID numbers on it. Um, you know, <laughs> wow. I go, so do I need to call the cops in the morning? Do we need to file an amended police report? Because I'm just telling them that we're no longer looking for it. I go, you don't think that they might want to maybe check out the scene, see if there's some cameras, right? Because, uh, nope, I, from what I understand, it was found on the woods off the highway. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. We've had vehicles stolen. Uh, I think my because we work all over the city. My favorite is that we had a truck stolen from a job site, and at our old building, we had our building across the street. We had a billboard that said who we were and had an arrow pointing at the main building. Mm-hmm. We'd have off-duty KCMO cops who work security for us because we did not work in a great neighborhood. So anyway, he's out there. <laughs> He said, this guy pulls up and the truck just starts and stops uh, on the street in front of our building. And the guy's like, can I, can I, can, can you help me get a push, man? Can you help me get a push? And he goes, sure. If you don't mind me pushing this straight to jail. He said, what do you mean? What are you talking about? He goes, this truck here, because all they did is peel the old stickers off. You can still see the outline of the company logo. Oh, wow. Because this truck here belongs to that people those people right there he points up the billboard the guy broke down in front of our own building <laughs> that's funny wow it's all the flat circle man that's yeah, so too funny they came and took him away <laughs> i bought this truck for 500 dollars. well you're out 500 bucks it's stolen <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh you almost feel sorry for the guy just in case he was telling the truth yeah i almost Almost. 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 Uh, you bought a truck with no title and <laughs> just yeah, a handshake. Well, you, yeah, that's <laughs> at that point, you know. The, the hey sympathy. Man, what are them stickers on the side? Oh, don't worry about those. Those those, those, those come right off. Those come right off. Yeah. <laughs> wow. School essay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think I have that to look forward to. Well, that's a decent day at the office. You know? Yeah, and it backs up 
a decent day all around is we had somebody who had once written me a long diatribe about how vaccines and masks were an affront to personal liberty and that they had COVID already, so they didn't need to get vaccinated because they had natural immunity. Um, to which I replied, one, you were never diagnosed. Two, they don't think it lasts forever. So you are back in the pool with the rest of us. And then I got another long diatribe. And then I said, I'm, I'm not debating this, to which I was accused of using my position of authority to stifle speech, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, anyway, that dude got COVID. <laughs> Again. How about now? Now you're good. There we go. One of these people who, who's, who had it, uh, like three to four months before we even knew what it was. Right. You know, well, you know, I was really sick. So I, I probably had it before, before anybody else got it. And then it's like, you know, they only say that on certain news channels. So you think you're invincible. And then when you die, they can blame it on the scientists. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so then the question is like, well, why didn't he get tested? I was like, because he thought he was immune. It's that simple. You had to do it the hard way. He did and it, it the hard way. And it bit him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. I know. I'm like Oh I, yeah, also one of those guys too. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, a couple of folks I'm working with, you know, I probably place people in uh in healthcare positions. They're like, Well, I don't want to get the shot. I'm like, well. We'll see what we can do. That could be a tough job to fill, my friend. <laughs> it's it's going to be a tough. I don't always up front with them. I'm like, granted, I'll look. Texas, I'll look. You got some. Yeah. I'll look. I make no promises. We're in Texas. We may find a home for you, but oh. I'd go ahead and take that part-time gig at McDonald's just in yeah. case. Don't don't rule anything out just yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep all your options open. <laughs> all right. So you told hold on, before we do that, I wanna I wanna ask you a question. How do you feel about neckties? I hate them. I do too. I ha I I haven't unpacked my box of neckties since we moved. And if it ever becomes an issue, I'm going to claim they were lost in the move, even though I'm the one who moved myself. <laughs> I uh, I hate them. Can't stand them. I don't know why we still do that to ourselves. We went to a wedding last weekend. Uh, kind of crossed that bridge for where not not our friend's wedding, not our friend's wedding anymore. It was a friend's kid's wedding. That's a different, you know. Oh, you know what? You can get away with a button down and like a, a V neck over the top. No, not at this or, one. It was a blazer. Oh, you couldn't get away with that. No, it was a. It was it was fancy. <laughs> And as I put and I'm putting on my suit and tie, going, damn, I'm putting on real, real clothes for the first time in Jesus, I don't know how long. And I really fucking hate ties. I don't understand why this is still a thing. I don't understand why we voluntarily put a noose around our neck and tighten it. Uh you know, I don't get that either. And 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 you know, 
for the longest time, uh, ownership thought that would separate us from other other contractors was to wear the tie. And safety, our safety guy was like, actually, you go to a tie on a job site, you put yourself at risk of uh, having that thing get caught in some mechanical equipment and choking you. So yeah, or just <laughs> ripping your head off. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, I cannot make that uh, case in the office. Um, yeah. So. Oh, I we keep were. one. I keep one actually pre-tied in my office, and the color scheme is set that it would go with any shirt I might wear. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord! Good lord! We I limit, see this I limit some palettes. No, I limit <laughs> the palettes to blues and 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 okay. you know. So the palettes, the, the shirts I wear, are limited palette because should the thing I could just flip up, slip on, snug up, and as soon as the event is over, the thing comes right off and goes. Back right to back. its hook. <laughs> I'll just sit back on the doorknob. Yeah, that's right. It's on the outside of the doorknob. People still come in. And, uh, <laughs> and you're expected to report to HR. Didn't any of you learn anything in college or living with roommates? When the, on the door, you stay away. <laughs> you have a big glass door and I can see you at your computer. Still the same principle. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at on my computer. And Can you're you not in charge of doing of the, 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 the browser searches, so you'll never know. <laughs> Can you see my pants from the, from the door? I don't know. No, I do have a screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't alone in the I don't understand. A, I hate ties. B, I don't understand why we still have to wear them. I just don't understand it. I've never liked ties, ever. I just and... don't get the purpose. Is it to draw attention? You know, it doesn't. I mean, like a low cut, a low cut blouse. I get it. It's to put, you know, tension right on the knockers. Yep. A tie. I mean, is that to draw your eye down towards the dong? Is that the whole point it's, of it? Well, maybe that's why they're pointed. It's so it's an arrow at the bottom, <laughs> like the FedEx arrow and the <laughs> logo. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's a good point. Maybe it is to you know guide the eye to the package. Maybe I've been thinking about this all wrong all this time. If that were the case. Maybe that's why we're cutting off the blood flow to this head. Just to let that one <laughs> free reign. Exactly. Let's could you do the same thing with tight pants? Say that again. You kind of broke Could you do the same thing with tight pants? If you want to draw attention to the package, don't need the tie. Just yeah, you, you know, and then just trim a treasure trail that starts like right here <laughs> in the middle of your chest. Flares <laughs> out. It's just line of fur that's the top is like quivers. <laughs> That'll get you play once. After that, you're the weirdo with the chest arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, he took his clothes off. He's like, just this arrow right to his. I don't know what to think. I think it was the ones he shaved in his leg hair pointing to it as well. <laughs> it, was, it was really unnerving. <laughs> okay that's funny <laughs> one on the inside of each leg all the way up the thigh Just sh shaved out of the leg hair yeah. so it's like a negative era <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta get ready for date nights <laughs> looking good <laughs> triangle of pleasure <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs>
<laughs> Except it's the thing that gets lost. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly say when I asked about time, I never expected we'd end up here, but that's usually how this goes. All right, let's see what else is right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I keep getting this weird ad on Facebook, and it's for a concert. I think it's a concert in the new year. It's Nick Cave. Okay. And Warren Ellis. Wait, what? <laughs> exactly. Thank you. The comic book writer? Warner? Yes. Is he going to do a spoken word to the know. music? I don't know. There's, there's one picture that always accompanies the ad and it's like, you know, Nick Cave in full vampire mode. Like, and, and Ellis is you know, sitting in a chair next to him, like, spazzing out. And I'm like, I don't even know what to think that might be, but that might just be weird enough to intrigue me to go. Pete Floyd featuring Alan Moore. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. That actually works really well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was like, what? I don't, I got to look and see what that actually is. If it's some sort of multimedia presentation, because, you know, it's odd. A comic book panels set to the music of, of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. So maybe that Why not? work. Yeah, that wouldn't be the strangest thing I've ever seen. No, but they give you acid at the door. <laughs> Hi, one Hi. hit, one tab too. I need one for Nick <laughs> and one for Warren. Thank you. Yeah, let's just go double up. I had a roommate who. Uh, <laughs> Timo, he used to tell stories about himself, and they would always like, so uh, you'd be sitting around, he goes, did I ever tell you about the time I dropped acid? <laughs> you're like, no. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, yeah. Uh, so there I was, uh, sitting on the couch with uh, John, you know my friend John. I go, wait a minute, this couch? He's like, uh, yeah. I'm like, where's this going? <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so anyway, he tells a story about how he, he, he did a little, he, he'd never done acid before. John guy goes do you want to try it he's like yeah i'll try some so he goes he gave me like a little half hit to try it he goes i do that and he didn't tell me it took like a half hour to kick in oh no i go "Uh oh (laughs) he goes yeah so i took the rest of that and then uh and i did another tap i've done acid i can use the lingo so (laughs) i go see you've done two two full hits of acid he's like yeah and then what happened? He goes, well, <laughs> I wrote it all down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can't read it, but I wrote it down. Because, uh, I didn't sleep for uh, 24 hours <laughs> because I just remember looking at my hand and then my hand was a skeleton and all the meat was in a sack tied to my wrist and it would just move back and forth. Oh and I was God. watching the Jetsons. I go on this couch. He's like, yeah. <laughs> While y'all were living together? <laughs> no. He's, okay. He brought the couch into the okay. relationship. Just checking. Wow. Yeah. He and John would, I don't know what they would do, but they would, they would go out like they, they made hush puppies one night. And for whatever reason, we had another roommate who like ate everything in the fridge. So they decided to make like three boxes full of hush puppies, like, you know, four pounds of hush puppies. And <laughs> a lot of fried <laughs> cornbread. I woke up. The next morning to Timo putting a plate next to me, an alarm clock. I'm like, oh, what, what time is it? He goes, oh, it's six, man. Oh. I look down and they've carved it into a penis. So I've got this big penis. I go, what, what is this? He goes, it's a hush penis. <laughs> okay. So I put it on the counter. I open the fridge. There's a 
there's like 10 pounds of cooked catfish and four <laughs> pounds of hush puppies. I'm like, I don't want to know. <laughs> I wanted to see how long it would take Dave to eat all of it. <laughs> That's fair. If Dave was eating all the food, then, you know, challenge accepted. He would used to eat uh, like a head of lettuce. And he would peel it off like one leaf at a time. I always thought if you're going to do a head of lettuce, do like an apple. You can just eat it down to that little rotten core at the end. Did you? Did you check the crawl space for dead bodies? Because I'm a little concerned about <laughs> the story. No, never. Yeah, fun times. Fun times. <laughs> hey, Steve, you ever tell about the first time I had sangria? No, you didn't. Who's <laughs> up? So uh, there I was in Madrid. Okay, and we were. Uh, doing like a foreign quarter and we were staying with the senora the lady the senora home you know and she says do you guys want to try some sangria I'm like all right um so anyway the next thing i know i'm in pamplona running with the bulls <laughs> like, this is acid guy, after right? this? yeah this is acid guy i go so how much time between that that first drink of sangria and, and the bulls i don't know two three days <laughs> i go and no recollection of any of that Wow. <laughs> so that's been, life with a blackout drunk. <laughs> I have been hammered and I have got some black, some black spaces, but not days at a time. Where were you wait? Were you your first vivid memory after getting drunk? <laughs> running, running with the bull? bulls? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, that's never happened. It seems to me it would be something that would just wake your ass right up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where'd this scarf come? Oh, <laughs> I gotta move <laughs> fast. Oh, Jesus. Wow. All right, then. <laughs> yeah, my daughter was asking me about bear baiting and bull baiting. She goes, Have you ever heard of that? And I go, Where they tie the animal to the tree? Yeah, yeah. Or that they'd set a pack of dogs on a bull. And she goes, Yeah, that'd be gross. I go, Do remember, I've been to a bullfight. True. <laughs> True. I go, So, uh, I can I can attest to it that it's uh it's not the smartest thing to do, <laughs> not the bravest, not the most macho, but uh, yeah, there is some. I, <laughs> it's like, sorry, kiddo, because she thought it was sounded cruel, and I was like, it is. <laughs> it is <very> <laughs> <laughs> she, she's looking to, to take some high ground on you, was she? You know, I find I, I think she was just trying to shock me with the, uh, you know. That just sounds so this, so that. I was like, yeah, well, who in the car has been to a bullfight? <laughs> <laughs> An actual one with a dude in the store. They are exciting uh, up to a point. Uh, we saw a bad guy who like took three or four tries to, to bring the bull down. That's not at good. Which, at which point it went from exciting to, oh, yeah, I, I see why the activists are upset. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. If it's clean and it's, you know... I don't know. Yeah, doesn't. I mean, theoretically, doesn't bother me, but we're going to eat the thing anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody's going to eat the cow, so might as well give it a chance. One, you know, one last shot of glory. <laughs> Blaze of glory. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Move. Next stop, the slaughterhouse. You make this day yours. <laughs> make it good, pal. Make it good. <sighs> so, you want to talk about Shang Chi? Shang Chi. Yeah, Shang Chi. Yeah, that'll be fine. Okay. That was cool. actually one of the better uh, origin movies that they've done. 
Yes. It was two thirds of a really good movie. That, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't decide which third was the one that bothered me. It was that either we didn't have enough setup uh, for his life in San Francisco or I think we maybe spent too much time fighting the dragon. I don't know. Yeah, it was the magic dragon at the end that did it in for me. It that was okay. Yeah, it was well, it was just like okay, all of a sudden it turned into a and I'm gonna sound horrible, it turned into a Disney princess movie. Let's fight the dragon in the magical faraway land. I don't know why that had to happen. He had a very solid kung fu action movie going, mm-hmm. reality based as much mm-hmm. as you can. And then we traveled to Shangri-La, Shambhala, whichever I forgot which one it was. Aula, Tola, Tola, Lato. Wasn't Kunlun, but uh, no, it wasn't Kunlun. But boy, it certainly sounded like it. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Um, uh, so yeah, so that was the part that really bothered me. I was like, I was really digging the vibe of the movie. I was enjoying the kung fu aspect of it. I liked the Fight Club. The whole thing was was working, and all of a sudden, oh look, okay, why? why so so i would agree with that because i mean it was it was yeah two-thirds of a really exciting movie and then it just kind of slowed turned, down and turned into like a the, disney turned into it, a disney movie it turned into milan for the last half yeah, hour it kind of did actually <laughs> that was exactly what i thought when i saw it the dark side of the moon bum, bum, bum. i know that song anyway okay <laughs> My daughter likes Milan, so I've That's seen fine. it a few times. That's all but good. yeah, um, and Trevor. Trevor was great. Um, I knew you were going to be glad to see Trevor again. I always thought um, it was funny as people like, oh, they fixed the Mandarin. It's like there was nothing to fix. They were pretty upfront that Trevor was an actor. So there was nothing to fix. <laughs> I, this is where my I'm sorry, I have an ongoing problem with, with, I, I, with the ongoing problem I'm developing with the Marvel movies. Anytime they introduce an interesting villain, with mm-hmm. some long-term potential, they feel compelled to kill them off. There is a line in the Spider-Man trailer. Doctor Strange said, it's their fates to die while trying to f- defeat Spider-Man. You can't save them. I saw that. And it was like, yeah, um, they should probably not do that so often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Killmonger had so much potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the father in 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 Shang Chi, who in the comic books is uh, Fu Manchu, um, mm-hmm. a name you could not use today. Absolutely not. And they've, they've even like revised it back to the name that they used in the movie over time. But it, you know, the character was created in the seventies as a Bruce Lee uh, rip because they couldn't get Bruce Lee to okay the use of his image, but they had the rights to Fu Manchu. So they combined them. Really? Yeah. And the a lot of I knew I was not going to get the deadly hands of Kung Fu version of the character because that would have been too far, a bridge too far for them. Because that involved MI6 and it was like very pulpy based on the source material. There was a character called Black Jack Tar, who was this crusty old dumb dumb Duggan MI6 character. Um, and it was very a very different look than what we got. I enjoyed what we got. I mean, I, I didn't go in expecting that. I knew there was no way that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was never gonna be the character that we got. 
So I was cool with that. And I enjoyed, uh, hell, I didn't even find Aquafina all that annoying. And sometimes she can get on my last nerve, but she was the perfect that, amount of uh, perfect amount of her. She really needs somebody to help her with her posture because she walks <laughs> like just a sack of potatoes. And I don't know if that was intentional or if she truly is just that sort of. I, she kind of is like that because I've seen her in some other stuff. And it's mm-hmm. kind of how she carries herself, which is unfortunate. Um, I find her very entertaining because she was in uh, Ocean's 8, which was not a great movie, but she was fun in it. Yes, and, she was. And uh, uh, was the Jumanji. one. Jumanji. she in Jumanji? Uh-huh. I don't remember her in Jumanji. But I in remember the, the, the second the, one with The Rock. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was in that. I did see that. And then she was in that one that was uh, got her some Oscar buzz, uh, The Farewell, which was really sweet. Uh, but anyway. So, okay. but yeah, she's she, she's tolerable in small doses. And they used her just right for that to kind of offset the action. I did like the, the scene at the end where they're having dinner with the friends and they're telling the story of fighting the, the dragon. And her friend is like, you know, are you messing with me? Are you making fun of me? I talk about having a career. You guys come back with this crazy story about being, you know, having a destiny and fighting the right. I love the way they're using Wong right now. And I have a feeling that has to do with the actor. You have yeah. an actor that's not going to be content to play, you know, second fiddle sort of a thing. Yeah, I loved uh, him in the uh, in the superhero fight club. That was a it was a very very welcome surprise so yeah yeah uh, we've talked a couple of times about <coughs> hawkeye and, uh-huh. and i said if they went with the fraction version of the character the series could be very entertaining is that the based on the trailer based on the trailers i think that's what we're getting well, good because we're seeing a lot of seeing a lot of the russian mobsters in the in the track suits and they're the main bad guys in that series and it's like, oh, not these guys again, kind of thing. It gets, well, kind of, gets crossways with the mob, and yeah. So I think that may be the direction they're going, and I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, when he starts up here in the next couple of weeks, doesn't he? Yeah, I think uh, the like right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, the first couple episodes are supposed to drop right around Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's a look forward. No, but Shang Chi was. I actually liked it because it. Um, I also like the wire fighting. The yes. choreography there's yes. very slick, and the and the CGI was even pretty slick. Even yeah, though there was that sort of never-ending story feel towards <laughs> the end. I don't. When that well, you've seen it more recently than I have. Was it the Devourer in the Dark? Was that what the the Something monster like that? Mm-hmm. That's an old Doctor Strange demon. So I was like, oh, this could be interesting. Okay. And then it was just a dragon. Just a dragon. Just an evil dragon. With the soul eaters and yeah, yeah, it was uh, yeah, looked like an extra, some extra CGI from Harry Potter or something. I don't know, but very well done. Yeah, and and it was nice that they broke the story up and told it in parts and told it in flashbacks so that you, you know, it's like if you did that with Batman, it, you know, you you basically show him brooding on a roof and then about twenty minutes later it flash back to the alley and then slowly that would be revealed over the course of you know. <laughs> uh yeah but you know do we really need another batman origin movie at this point uh well you've got one coming but i know but i'm just like do we not all know the story can we just okay he's batman go at this point i don't need another batman origin i don't need another superman origin 
or Spider-Man at this point. We've got three Spider-Man, back to yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So let's move on from that with those characters. With, with the new characters that they're introducing to the mass audience, I have no problem with it. And it's good for guys like us because it allows us an opportunity to reset what we're seeing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like I said, I, I went into Shang-Chi having no expectation of getting the comic book character. So it was great to kind of see, okay, this is where they're going with it. Let me calibrate to what they want to give me and then mm-hmm. I can enjoy it. Yeah. No, I, I, I'll agree with that. It was a fun movie though. It was. I mean, the, the fight choreography was spectacular. Um, the guy who played Shang-Chi was, was really entertaining. I mean, <laughs> I, I enjoyed him a lot. He actually, did you see SNL last night? He hosted it. I've seen snippets of it. I haven't seen that. I'm going to be off the next couple of days. That's my morning routine is I'm going to watch those <coughs> ones that I've missed in full and only watch bits and pieces of uh, Fair enough. Uh-huh. they did. Can a, I get, can I get 60 seconds on the clock? Please? They did that again last night. I saw that. Let's do word search. Yes. I like word to be a word search. <laughs> I like the, the, yeah. the people are saying it by people. Of course, you know what I mean by people. I mean, people are me. <laughs> meeple. 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 By meeple. I mean, me. people are me. uh, yeah and they did a they did a um a film short with uh pete davidson called walking in staten which i I saw that this morning that was incredible pete has a real love hate relationship with his with his hometown doesn't he going to the land of colin jost (laughs) (laughs) yes i was really proud that they managed to hook mark cone into that that was a nice touch we're gonna get sued by mark cone i don't want to be what do you mean i'm already in it (laughs) and i'm going to the jelly and method man yes yeah. are you italian i am yeah, tonight <laughs> yeah. yeah it was that was really well done that was i yeah see, i haven't watched the show but they have like the three writers that do the please don't destroy videos or whatever do not do yeah you can those, catch them on the on twitter those actually amuse me the one a couple of weeks ago where where uh where pete came in to Sad virgins. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's my real doctor. <laughs> yeah, I I worry that they're leaning too heavily on Pete right now, but you know, you know they always yeah, play the, he, they always play the hot hand. I get that, but uh, the three the three friends though they one came in his face is all rigid more it's like oh my god what happened to you because i just got a little work done some botox it's <laughs> like you know you got to pay a lot of money well what did you pay 150 bucks that is not high dollar <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see that one and then the, the little one goes yeah and he holds his hands up and his fingers are done twice as so I had some work done on my finger. Everybody saw online said I had small stubby fingers, so I made them longer, you know, and now I can do mm-hmm. this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. What else did I write down? Um, I oh, I, start, <laughs> I started reading a new James Elroy book. Oh, he's got a new one? Yeah, it's, I told you um, a couple of weeks ago. That oh, that's it's, right. Um, it's based on Freddie Otash. Oh, that's right. a character from the L.A. Quartet, the dirty cop who works for L.A. Confidential, all that kind of crap. And I guess it's supposed to be kind of like an origin story, but <clears throat> so much alliteration, so much alliteration. <laughs> I said one to a cousin who who I recommended Elroy to, and he was like, I can't, I can't read it. I'm like, and it's like jazz. 
you just have to give it some time because once and once you once you find the groove and you're in it you won't want to yeah. put it down but it does take a little while to get it, get to, to get spot. into it yeah because yeah because it's it's that you know lezzy licks and licky licky and you're just it's, like blah, blah, blah. man yeah. how'd you find so many fucking l words <laughs> it's hipster patter <laughs> it is uh and then you know I, i'm afraid of course if i keep doing that it will then find its way into my day-to-day existence and I oh will. it will i know you i know and we talking like that by the time you're done with the book <laughs> and i'll say something to ownership and they'll be like what are you even talking about it's like <laughs> It'll be a square, Daddy O. Daddy O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> L seven, baby. That just draws some squares out, baby. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So I was doing some work in the garage earlier, mm-hmm. and you know what really annoys me mm. is when um, you're you're a handy cat when when the studs. The 16-inch stud rule is just used as a suggestion. Oh, yeah. And you run a tape on it, and you're like, okay, there should be a stud. <sighs> okay, this one's on 24. Got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and now we're at 18. Yeah. Fucking garage, I get, but come on, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what I was doing. I was hanging up this, uh, a track to hang the tools on on the garage. Oh, yeah. Wall, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I had the boy, had Jack come out because I had an 84-inch long slot i needed to hang i'm like i can't hold and measure and i'm like all right and so i'm teaching the boy i'm like okay see they're supposed to be 16 inches apart so we're gonna hang this end on this stud and then i had to go buy a new stud finder because the one i I had i I was like no uh uh-uh yeah i did that too i ended up uh lining it up with the nail holes that i could see you know like i was like yep look there there's the nail so that should be got it (laughs) and here's a secret to hanging one of those is if you get the first one you screw it in about uh, two-thirds of the way in Uh you then just hold it flat against the wall uh uh, level it mark it mark that end and then just go along and make your marks and then um yeah drill 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 take it off the wall you know, just unscrew one end, let it dangle free. Yeah. Then put everything in and put it back up. That's what I did. There that's you exactly go. Exactly what I did. <laughs> I've I hung did... a bunch of those in the garage. Yeah, that's what I ended up doing. I took a, <laughs> I hung up two of them and I was I actually ended up hanging up three and one of them was a short sidewall. There's not a stud in that wall. I don't know how the fuck the wall is standing up. Can't find one anywhere. Yeah. And there, done that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, put anchors in. Well, we're not hanging anything heavy on this wall. This no. hang, hang brooms <laughs> over here, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's where you put up the your, you know, you just you're, I'm gonna cover myself and just go ahead and in between the two here, I'm gonna just drop another line here and here. <laughs> oh, I put I put it's like okay, I found one stud and there's one screw in a stud, but it's got like top and bottom holes. Top uh-huh. holes got hit a stud, bottom hole didn't hit a stud. I was like, I'm out, I quit. <laughs> Are they running parallel? What the fuck is going on here? Uh, you know what? I had it placed in the garage that that actually happened, that they'd frame something out and they did some things sideways or yeah, I, I've run into that. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. How is it all these that are going to stud? <laughs> You're just like <laughs> doing it going, I'll be goddamn. There's just one piece of wood right through here. Can't be right. <laughs> nope. Wood. <laughs> wood. I was showing oh, Jack. I'm like, goddamn. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had Jack in the garage helping me out. Helping me home. I was like, okay, it's time for me to, to, to go full to go full pop on you. So here we go. It should be a stud every 16 inches. Let's go. Okay, that's 15. We're gonna go. That one's 18. Okay. <laughs> well, let's just mark the holes where we know there's a stud. We'll drill into those. And we'll put some anchors in between. But I'm like, let's just find the fucking studs and hang this son of a bitch. As long as we can get two, maybe three, we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What this will mean. not be the ladder wall. Not pretty. Yeah. No, I the, the uh, like the, the Rubbermaid fast track yeah, stuff. That's the one. I love those. Yeah. I, oh, we've got a big, I've got a whole bunch of those in my garage and it is you know um <laughs> you know they, they put my router in the house and they're like well you know we're gonna have to drill bury something along the thing and like it doesn't uh at&t come in the house right here and they're like yeah i go cool i go i'm gonna put a shelf up here you just put the plug here i'll put it on the shelf i'll buy a booster for the house and we're done <laughs> he goes well that makes it a lot easier i'm like yeah <laughs> Got myself a little wire mold to run my cables up so they're nice and clean and out of the way. Yeah, I'm sitting here and I'm looking down the wall because honestly, until we bought this stuff about three weeks ago and I haven't had a chance to hang it up. And uh, <laughs> until then, all the tools, outdoor tools, all of it was in like the big wardrobe box that the movers put it in to move it from Houston to Austin four years ago. It was Rushed just shoved in, in the corner. I'm like, they're out of, they're out of the way. But it was the box started to deteriorate. It was bugging the shit out of me. So I'm like, all right, this is the project I have to have done for peace of mind. We have I have the, the wall of death or the wall of deadly implements. Yes. So on the one side, you've got shovel, serious rake, serious shovel. And by serious rake, I'm you know, not talking a leaf rake. I'm talking the one that you that they step on in cartoons and brain the themselves rake? with. Yeah, I got I one have, of those. I have two of those. Yeah. And then right in and front the of that is and the plastic is, leaf rake. They're all on the same hook now. I got those on the other side. And then between is an array of like saws and machetes and uh, nice. knives and whatnot and sledgehammers and shit down below. I still have, even though my parents gave me a nice machete for trimming the yard, I, I found a machete in my old house in the garage, in the, in this shed out back. And I think it's actually a corn knife, but it's, it's, just, I mean, this thing is probably almost two feet long. Holy um, shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's two feet long wooden handle and it's a squared off um, just single chunk of steel, you know, squared off on the end. There's no shape to it, no curve, but the edge and stuff is such that I have been able to, with one blow, um, cut through like a two and a half three inch diameter tree branch and just Damn. take it off the tree this Ow. thing my, my wife gets mad because i called it the warlord and she goes why did that from i go because it looks like the thing that you know african tribes used to hack each other to death <laughs> you don't call it shaka zulu or something no <laughs> that would be racist <laughs> yes yes it would <laughs> Although I may start calling it that now. <laughs> so I'll can expect a call from your wife is what you're telling me. Or you won't be able to play with me anymore. Yeah. Go. Yes. Babe, go in the garage and uh, bring me Shaka Zulu. <laughs> what? Uh, AKA the warlord. Oh yeah. Your toy. <laughs> hey, whatever keeps you entertained and makes you productive. That's what I say. 
I have used that thing to take out a lot of trees. <laughs> and so if, it trees goes, the end of that sentence. if things go south, <laughs> to defend my home. <laughs> right. I'm pretty right. sure I can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can put a herd on somebody. Uh, yeah. If you're, if you're taking out, you know, trees, trees. It, I think, you know, wrists and, and forearms don't stand much of a chance. Just come down on the right angle, and yeah, I've I've got a new arm. <laughs> Going into the collection. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, Your Honor. Oh. It is a brutal, brutal. I need to get a new handle for it because the handle's cracked, and it, this makes it actually even more dangerous. Is it? It's just wrapped with like electrical tape and athletic <laughs> tape. <laughs> That makes it even better. And when you shake it, the, the blade kind of rattles back. That's and not forth. good. Now the blade moving around is not good. Uh, that thing is. My wife is like, I can't believe you're bringing that to the new house. I go, are you kidding me? This is being passed on to grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> you're goddamn right. What the hell is that? That's uh, grandfather's thing. Why does it have Shaka Zulu card <laughs> in the side? <laughs> It's well, racist, you know. His, but he his, his granddad had a strange sense of humor, and his friends <laughs> and his friend encouraged it. Yeah, <laughs> they thought it would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Etched it right into the blade. It's just like Wonder Boy, but different. <laughs> I think that might actually be the title of the episode now. Shaka Zulu? No, just like Wonder Boy, but different. <laughs> Uh, it was weirdo with the chest arrow, but now I'm missing him. Yeah, it's tough to top. <laughs> oh, so this week is Thanksgiving. You said you were going to your in-laws? Most likely, yes. <laughs> you don't know yet? No, probably. We it's are. We are. Sunday. You don't know? We are. Yeah, my phone is been... here Tuesday, so. Yeah, and with that Ozempic, I'm looking forward to a fun couple of days. <laughs> is, well, you know, it could have its upsides. I don't know. Yeah, I've changed the, the timing of it so that, you know, like I'll be coming down off of the dose by the time Thanksgiving hits. So I won't be sitting at the dinner table looking like everything is a punch in the gut. <laughs> oh, so we went to a fancy business luncheon and I sat across from ownership and you know, I'm just like this food. The food is horrible anyway. But you know, you like take a bite of chicken, and you're just like, oh god, I don't think I can eat any more. All right, let's try one more bite. Oh god, that was the worst. <laughs> Jesus. And then you kind of be good for you. I don't think so. And then I tell the doctors, like, oh, just cut the dose back. I'm like, I'm on half dose now. <laughs> so to change the subject, since I'm looking at the device. My parents gave me like a, an Alexis thing to hook up to exterior cameras. Yeah. And I changed the um, wake up word from Alexis to computer. <laughs> Damn it. It heard me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, babe was complaining about having to do burpees to ACDC's thunderstruck. <laughs> Was it the burpees or thunderstruck that were the problem? It was. It's doing burpees to thunderstruck that they have to do. They have to like run in place, and then every time they say thunder, uh -huh. they have to drop and do a burpee. Ooh, I go, oh, that's brutal, especially at the front end of that song. She goes, "It's it's hard." So I then call out 
Alexis, using my wake-up word, right. play Thunderstruck. <laughs> now playing ACTC's Thunderstruck. <laughs> did, start, like, did she drop? She did. She goes, that's she goes, you're a jerk. I go, and I can do this anytime I want. And I go, I just whisper it to the machine and it'll start to play. <laughs> I'm like, Alexis, play it louder. Adjusting sound. Oh, no. Oh, it is is front loaded, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Right before I came in here, uh, the gruesome twosome were uh, were upstairs jamming. And I was like, they apparently were in Jack's room, which is right up here. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's not going to work because it was coming right. I'm like, yeah, no. Uh, it's my time. <laughs> turn it down or turn it off. <laughs> I don't need a soundtrack. I don't need background soundtrack. So how is the boy digging college? Oh, hold on a second. Oh, nice, Venus. Get a gong. <laughs> I had actually had Laura turn the light out earlier just to see if it was enough, and it wasn't because I I may I may put a wall back here. I'm, I'm I've got a uh, a pick a pay up thing coming for the wall behind me when we rearrange mm-hmm. the pictures i may put a couple of sconces back there too just for fun <laughs> or a shelf with some candles get some uh some of those uh saint candles and light them up nice um santeria going on yeah why not uh the boy is enjoying college um Good. uh boy had no uh girlfriends in col- in high school had to girlfriend day three of college mm. uh um it's kind of funny he, he really did take the reinvent yourself thing to heart okay um and apparently it's working for him uh, all right of then. course he also says you know it doesn't take much uh at his school because uh it's a very science heavy school so <laughs> there's a lot of uh t-shirts and basketball shorts with with crocs so uh, a lot of a lot of uh, of young men not too concerned about the way they present themselves Okay. So by taking a little, little good, little care, uh, apparently goes a long way. <laughs> oh God. There was somebody who had, uh, on, on Facebook asking for, she needed, she's a writer and she needed a name for a bad guy. And I, I suggested Kyle and, and not because of what's happening with that dipshit up at Michigan, but because of, uh, when I had my knee surgery, the PA, the physician's assistant, I think his name was Kyle and he was awful, you know, because <laughs> I, I go in there, I have the surgery. And so I'm, I'm figuring that after that will, will be physical therapy. Cause that's what happened the last time I got a knee scoped. So Kyle asked me, how's it going? And I say to Kyle, I go, well, it's, it's sore, you know, especially around the incisions it's, it's sore. And uh, well, uh, you know, I mean, really, the only thing we'd have to do now is a knee replacement, you know. Fuck uh, you, already, Kyle. Wait a minute. He goes, we've already done, you know, he goes, you got some arthritis in the, uh, you're a little bit older, you know. And I'm like, what about physical therapy? And he goes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we could, uh, yeah, I, I could prescribe physical therapy. I'm like, wow, did they, they, they trained you right on the upsell and on not patient care? <laughs> So anyway, when I go and they're <clears throat> doing the physical therapy, they said, you know, we don't know the, the place that they referred you. What's it like? And I said, honestly, it sucked. I go, the main doctor, I saw him twice. Once when he did an initial assessment and second, when he came in to cut me. 
at the physical therapy thing um, where I may have told you this is that, you know, they shave your knee to do mm-hmm. all that stuff and you're, mm-hmm. you're wearing the gown with nothing and the rather cute shave nurse. Uh, I caught her looking up my, my, my gown. Um, Congratulations. That's what I thought. That's a big day for me. That's a win. Uh, Absolutely. You know, can't even get that in my own home. So to get it on the road, that's a win. That's a road win. That's a road win. And those are tough. <laughs> Let's be to honest. Road wins are tough to come by. <laughs> because shaving your knee. Joe, I wish I had a Joe Buck sounder right now so badly. <laughs> And they take one on the road. <laughs> so anyway, you know, that was like big day for me. It's like, well, I don't care that they're cutting me now. <laughs> I think I want to stay awake for this. Is she going to be in the room? Awesome. Anybody else want to? Pick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show is open. Come on in. <laughs> Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so, so glad, glad you have arrived. Step inside. Step inside. <laughs> Oh, but yes, anyway, sir. then after that, I never saw the doctor again. I saw Kyle. So they asked me at the physical therapy. I said, what? They go, well, who suggested this? I go, I don't know. Kyle, maybe Kyle. <laughs> His name's not Kyle. He should be a Kyle. Kind of a douchey looking dude who, whose first step was, uh, let's go with a knee replacement. I mean, fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> exactly. Fuck you, Kyle. Fuck you, Kyle. But... Oh. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so the lady asked what would be a bad name. I said, Kyle, Kyle's a great. And then I, I go like, like in this excerpt, Kyle made his way across the room. He was dressed as always in a white unbucked, uh, white untucked button down shirt, khaki shorts, loafers with no sandals, casual douche. <laughs> he opened the conversation. He snuck up on the unsuspecting co-ed and started the conversation with a joke about his penis. She laughed. He rattled the roofies in his pocket. He probably wouldn't need him, but it's nice to have a plan B. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Are you going to get a co-author uh, credit for that? I don't know, but that's what I think of the name Kyle. <laughs> so I think of a guy wandering around a bar with a pocket full of roofies, which sounds like a rage against the machine. It's in my head. <laughs> really the- around the back <laughs> with a pocket full of roofies, with a pocket full of pills. Oh, rally around the tavern. Rally around the co-ed, pocket full of pills. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Dushan Parade. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. I was telling somebody at work about the the riffing we had of, you know, you know, like, oh, yeah, you should have seen so-and-so at the the Continental Congress who's doing Franklin (laughs) and Jefferson hitting on the same lady. (laughs) I had her with the Declaration of Independence. Poor Richard's Almanac, bitch. <laughs> bring it, bring it, bring it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Little All my illegitimate <laughs> bastards have different mothers, Tom. Can you say the same thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I really only need one button. <laughs> it's cool, Estee. <laughs> it's cool, Estee. There we go. Yeah. The hell is that one? It's from the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. It's the gunfire when Samuel L. Jackson, or when the kid busts out of the room and doesn't shoot Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta. I don't know. Oh, shit. oh man. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it was hard for my coworkers to, I think, appreciate. I was like, you don't understand. We made that up on the spot just with right. things that we knew. <laughs> it only takes a little. Yeah. You know, this is what, this is what you lose when you change the, when you whitewash the curriculum, <laughs> you, you lose the stuff that makes it interesting <laughs> that we remember. That's right. <laughs> the stupid shit that we remember that may actually kind of be important. Could be. Could be. I, uh, I started trying to, uh, as we've talked about it several times, I have you know, probably 3,000 comic books over here I need to move. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to price them out. And I kept looking at the uh, over street price guide and like, it's December. I don't need to buy that right now. <laughs> And I found a website that's pretty cool, and I'm going to give them a free plug because I'm digging it. It's called Cover Price, C-O-V-R Price, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes. But it's it's like got dynamic pricing. Oh, good. Because they're gathering the those data. Those need dynamic pricing. Yeah. I mean, and it also like it'll say, okay, well, this is a, this one you have is a key issue for this reason, and it gives you the information. Oh, nice. It gives you the graded price. It gives you the ungraded price. It lets you set your... Price in the middle. Well, it lets you set your book uh, to the grade you think it is, and it gives you a price for that grade, oh, and cool. and it gives you uh, like data on historical trends on the book. So, like, I was checking out the free sample, and I looked. At, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm paying the year su- subscription because it's going to take me at least that long to get rid of all this shit. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm like, okay, I'm just, what do I need to? I need to find anything I have with Hawkeye in it. Um, <laughs> I got to move some Eternals. I've got a few Eternals to move um, and, you know, whatever else is Spider-Man's. I got to find some Spider-Man's. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I'll, I'll sell, like I said, I'll put a link in there, but um, that's what I was doing while I was waiting for you. I've got my little, my little, my little ledger. I used to keep track of all my books in mm. just like inputting numbers and titles. And it's, it, it, it like gives you kind of an estimated value of the collection as of, you know, whatever time and whatever you've got in it. Mm-hmm. Shows you, oh, this is a hot book. I've got one that's a hot book. It's the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark number one. Which, okay. It was actually the very first appearance of Indiana Jones because it predated the release of the movie. Wow. Yeah. I, only <laughs> I like have number, I only have number one. I, you don't need any more. That's right. I'm, I'm selling that bad boy because I can get it, get, uh, get it up. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool website. I love, I'm digging it. Yeah, see, Funko has something like that. Some guys made a thing called the, the pop price guide. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that um, the algorithm just does a giant data dump off of eBay. And so it doesn't take condition into account. And like if you if I were to sell, like, say, five high price things in an auction and it led with, um, I don't know, Bart Simpson, the fly. Okay. Anybody who wanted to sell Bart Simpson the fly afterwards would have my big lump sum auction factored in. So the, the, the pricing, if you would look at the historical data, you'd be like 15, 15, 15, 175, 15, 15, 15. So it skews the number. Yeah, it skews the number unless you report it to the people who volunteer to ad- admin the website. So, you know, it's... Uh, it's a crapshoot. So you can just kind of go, okay, well, you know, PPG says my collection is worth X and the reality is it's probably worth X less. 
10 percent, 15 percent, 25 percent. Yeah, I'm just like I'm trying to get all the books in and then mm-hmm. I'll go back as I start to list them. I'll worry about the condition because because yeah. be, because it does have that dynamic piece of it. You can I can once I have the inventory created, then I can adjust everything condition. to my actual book. Nice. When I get ready to sell it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So or just take right, the whole, as of right now, how many books you got entered? Yeah, not not nearly enough. Um, I just <laughs> I just I just bought I bought the I just bought it like this morning for the full version. Um, I've already got I've got ninety two books in, and it says you know, and again, not having accounted for conditions, conditions. six ninety four. There you go. Uh, you know, books I paid thirty cents for. If I can sell them for three bucks, that's you know, that's an increase. Yeah, I just need to get rid of some of this shit. <laughs> and I know I've got stuff in here that's worth way more. So, okay. So along these lines, I was thinking of the uh, the Justice League Unlimited figures that you have. Yes. Okay. So Disney Plus, and here's how this all ties together. Disney Plus is going to re-release the '90s X-Men cartoon. Yes. Or they're going to make new episodes in the same vein. And I thought, well, that's terrible because the animation of the 90s was just a step above Ruby Spears, Hanna-Barbera, <laughs> the original <laughs> Justice League, you know. It was really yeah. terrible, schlocky. It was. And, and in just how much like Batman, the animated series, set the tone for the DC universe, which in turn sets the tone for the dc universe figures like your justice league unlimited that have that very clean simple limited articulation but you know who the character is from across the room yeah um i think it's just sort of an acknowledgement it's like nobody's fucking posing these yeah no (laughs) it's just going to be one long line on a shelf yeah pretty much yeah that's about (laughs) all you can do with them but it's a cool looking line Mm -hmm. and that got me thinking that marvel doesn't have any stylized animated properties really that they could work off of and that even the little the those kenner retro figures that they do mm-hmm. that i like that are that are neat looking figures but they too are just still kind of a you know done in a sort of pseudo musculature no style to them just like uh took a bunch of first year art students and said, you know, just draw something up. Oh yeah. I make sure it's got the right bulges in the right spots. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Cause I, I actually did run into some of those on a target the other day. And I, in fact, one of them was the Loki and I, and the, the horns stick out like six oh, yeah, inches. In front. Yeah. Uh-huh. Except if you took him out of the package, he's just going to go face down because the horns are so out of proportion with the body. Actually, I've got him. He stands pretty well, but Does I also he? have him. I also have the hands up turned holding on to the horns like he's riding <laughs> himself like a bull <laughs> back to riding back to running with the bulls aren't we pretty much <laughs> yeah that works <laughs> yeah but if you took the hands off of that thing it's ridiculous i mean I, I love that that loki look but they're supposed to be more curved up and in anyway exactly he's not supposed to look like a longhorn Hook him high, hook him high. Loki, hook him high. <laughs> That's actually what the graphic for the second series of Loki will be. <laughs> Loki 2. <laughs> hook him, baby. But no, I actually, I mean, I think it's a fun line. I wish it was more stylized. Yeah, no, you're. I, that's a good point. I mean, I never thought about it, but 
they they always tend to do their figures very they don't take any chances with them how about that yeah because the because the justice league unlimited was a huge gamble because they are not articulated to play with no they are deep (laughs) and it is i mean it's got some obscure shit and it's that was one of the things that that's the thing about that whole concept was that the first run of that show was just the big seven Uh held up 10 fingers the big seven and then it about season two and a half or season three and it <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a direct continuation of Batman and Superman, but they focused on the Big Seven. And Cartoon Network treated that show so badly, you could never knew when it was going to be on. And then all of a sudden, season three, and it's everybody that they can allow them to license. And I'm like, what just happened? Did I miss something? I legitimately thought I had missed something because of the way they had scheduled it so poorly. But no, they just made the big change. And uh, and every character known to man is, is available. And they went right into the toy line with it. I mean, I've got a Blackhawk. I've yeah, got an Eclipso. Oh, you see Etrigan. Uh-huh. Um, well, that's actually what clued me in is, you know, the McFarlane figures are doing mm-hmm. now the super detailed ones yeah that are you know like a foot and a half, the big ones yeah they do an etrigan oh i saw him yesterday yeah yeah <laughs> like a GameStop. i, I had yeah. him in my hand and i'm like yeah. yeah merry christmas to me perhaps 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 now i looked at that and i was like that's cool but i think that the the justice league unlimited figure is cooler and like even the brave and the bold line was pretty cool too oh yeah oh yeah those were fun because they were they were and that was those were fun because that was the one that the ones that the boys were like mostly into those because that was our show as you know and we had i think all of those and they were so goofy looking the whole show was a goof and it was amazing and i miss it it was a great goof uh you know that was had me thinking like the only property that i think that marvel has done kind of well was sensational spider-man <clears throat> yeah yeah, because it had its own look. The character design was all done by uh, Sean Cheeks Galloway, so all of those characters, all the designs were very, very cool, very simple, very fun, very appealing designs. Uh, and of course, they canceled that so that they, at Sony, could do or somebody could do like a semi-computer animated garbage series. And <laughs> well, yeah, that's what happened with JLU too. Then they went to that the Batman animated series, which was just hot garbage. Um, and that didn't last long, but then, and they did one movie in that style. Uh, one of their animated movies called Mask God, of the Fan- gods no. and monsters. I mean, the Mask of the phantasm was, was, was Batman, but this was like post JLU. I actually saw okay. the, the debut at comic-con one year while you were at the Funko thing. It's, I, it must be on, uh, Somewhere. HBO, HBO Max probably, but um, I have the, I bought it on Blu-ray because it was so cool and it came with a figure. Uh, with it, I was like, oh well, I have to have that to complete the collection. Um, but essentially, <laughs> it was like the guy who's Dexter um, is the voice of Batman. No, yeah, he's Batman, but Batman's an actual vampire. I don't oh, remember. Fun. I think it was something to do with Man Bat. It's been a long time. Uh, Superman, instead of landing in Kansas, landed in East LA and was raised by Margaret, migrant farmers. So he's got a very different point of view. 
It's a cape buttoned up like this. <laughs> he's got kind of a, <laughs> and I think his voice is like neck tattoos <laughs> and the cape is buttoned up right under his throat. <laughs> he wears, yes, is a bandana. It's, just, <laughs> it's cool, I say. <laughs> Cool, I say. You had to do it. <laughs> yeah, <way>. we did. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wonder Woman is uh, from uh, Apocalypse. It's not even Diana. It's a, it's a really weird take, but it was but it's fun, and it was done in that same animated style. So I enjoyed that one, and I have the toy to prove it. Well, you know, they did like Red Sun, which is my favorite Superman story. It's a great Superman story. Uh, the movie was terrible. <laughs> All those, I don't don't know why they have so much trouble with their animated stuff. The like the because I watched Gotham by Gaslight and I nearly fell asleep. It's a cool story. Yeah, it's a great story and it nearly put me to sleep. I, I Red Sun was the same way because you're just kind of like <clears throat> they did that kind of house style where everybody's you know. Simple animated, and they got a line for the shadow, and you know, have to figure they do it to the Scooby Doo car. All their their made for TV animation is kind of like that, kind of schlocky. Yeah, again, Ruby Spears, Justice League. Meanwhile, back at Warner Brothers Animation, Aquaman eats a tuna sandwich. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Frank Caliendo. But yeah, um, you know, like I was thinking, like uh, Scooby Doo, all those are done in that kind of schlocky house style. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you're not making it 3D, you're just making him half dark and it's not always consistent. Um, But Mystery Inc. was fun because they played with the Scooby Doo tropes. And I think because Delma and Shaggy uh, hooked up. Zoinks! And that was the reaction <laughs> that something happened. The stuff fell out there in a clinch. And they were like, whoa. So uh, Delma ended up dropping him because her boyfriend wanted to spend more time with his dog than with her. <sighs> and I was like, yeah, because your boyfriend's a stoner who doesn't know where, you know, because come on, you're stacked, babe. It's all under the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. We all know. Which I somehow fell into like a image search of cosplay into sexy, th- sexy Thelmas. And you're just like, whoa, okay, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that. It uh-huh. doesn't, and it doesn't take many stumbles to get down in that rabbit hole. I've been there with you, brother. Um, yeah. Cause you're always thinking that it's going to be Daphne, 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 but no, it's, it's, uh, it's Velma, Velma, Velma. Uh-huh. And, it, and I'll be honest with you. Never would have crossed my mind until I saw someone do it at Comic Con, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you could, you can Pull do this that. off." Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's like this sneaky, sexy librarian thing. You know, get those Catholic girls away from the nuns, and they'll go well nuts. So. <laughs> you know, that's um, right. Okay, Delma okay. Dinkle away from mom and dad, and shit gets weird. <laughs> The fact that I know her last name is Dinkle. I think it's Dinkle. I think you're right. I think I know it too. Um, the next thing you know, she's looking up your gown. Um, yeah. I did I did something uh, in the last week that I, I, I swore I'd never do, and I'm not proud of it. Delma, do you see the arrows? <laughs> I think I have a clue for you. Zoinks. Zoinks, big boy. <laughs> 
things. <laughs> uh, I read off that blue blocker, blue blockers, and get it on. <laughs> I love your little button eyes, <laughs> pinholes in your head. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> getting a little rapey on the Velma talk here. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> We've been all over that map. A little rapey, a <laughs> little racist. We've been kind of on the lines. It's where we like to live. That's right. We're like a drunk driver who says he's a good driver. <laughs> we're, always, we're always lying adjacent. <laughs> Put my thumb up on the steering wheel and I just line that sucker up. <laughs> I hope you don't have the loose steering we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> How'd you end up in the pasture? My thumb said it was the way to go. Just following real, real thumb, officer. Here's my thumb. It rules me. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong there. Dinkly. Um, not dinkle. Dinkly. Close enough. I was very close frighteningly close <laughs> it was close enough that we're not going to question it uh, i read uh i read a heroes reborn trade this week i'm not proud of myself i'm sorry i read the fantastic four one it was available i never read any of it so the Jeff it was for, oh no Rob. this was this was the jim lee version oh okay uh, from way back a thousand years ago like i like legitimately avoided all of those books and this one popped up i'm like all right, it's Fantastic War. How badly can they fuck this up? Well, you ever read Wildcats? I, I was going <laughs> to say, I read enough of the New 52. I should have known better, but it was like they put everything from the first five years of the Fantastic Four into 12 issues. Whoa. Like okay. Doom, Submariner, Inhumans, Silver Surfer, Mole Man, Galactus, Black Panther. <laughs> All in the first 12 issues. I was like, good lord. I'm in there. I just was like, just no, there's no just I don't no need for that kind of crush unless you know they're gonna cut your legs out from under you. You have a point to make. But it was clearly the uh the blueprint for the new 52. It was the you have to pretend you don't know who any of these characters are to not ruin the surprise we think we're creating you have to unknow everything you know from having read comic books for the last 40 years here's our surprise villain galactus (laughs) whom we've dressed in a trench coat with pouches (laughs) (laughs) well it was oh it wasn't just a silver surfer it was a silver surfer galactus didn't have just one herald he had all the heralds all at once all at once so we had terax air walker Fire Lord, Silver Surfer, and somebody, uh, they had to make one up because they couldn't use Nova because she hadn't been, so they made one up called Plasma. And genius, right? Uh-huh. Well, the new mutants are gone. We'll just reuse Magma <laughs> as Mag- Plasma. Magma. Magma. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just like, I, and it was, again, like, You've got the Inhumans are in a shadow, so you can't possibly know who they are on the side of the mountain. Really? Okay. Really? You've got them on the side of a mountain in the Himalayas 
and his shadow. And I'm not supposed to know it's the royal family. Come on. Hey, it's no blue area of the moon, my friend. What is, though? According to one of the movies, isn't that where <laughs> Steve Rogers lives now? <laughs> Might as well be. Oh, so. Hmm. Um, oh, I had an idea. Might as well be. That brings it up. There's a store I go by. It, it's a, there's a Spanish American. So uh, on one side, you have the Oculista and then prescriptions. And for some, they got all combined and I came up with prescriptionist and it was going to be Midas Weldy prescriptionist. And he would be dishing out, you know, bad, 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 bad medical advice. <laughs> so it's like a young girl, you know, writes in to ask about birth control and he goes on a harangue about what a whore Mary is. And you know, <laughs> it's like, I know who it is. And my advice to you is keep those legs shut, little girl. You know, <laughs> then a boy comes back and he says he's got this itching crotch. And he's like, of course, he probably spent time with Mary the whore. You know, just kind of just 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 horrible, horrible. Might as well be prescriptionist. <laughs> you be cool. Uh, that's good. I like that. What are you going to do with the prescriptionist? I like it. You know, I don't know. I actually was, I was thinking of doing, and I've been thinking about this, uh, you know, uh, I did the, those like letters from Peckerneck where I mm-hmm. made up my own town and made up history. I, I, here's my idea. Go to an old time, go to antique stores and just go through and find pictures because they've all got like boxes of sure. black and white photos. Just pull a photo, slap a name on it, make up a history. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> So I had one of like this little kid in a three-piece suit. And I was like, oh, my daughter goes, who's that? And I was like, oh, I go, that's the baby face bandit. And she goes, what? I go, his name is Walter. And I mean, it's just on the top of my head. I go, he would go in, he'd move in with a family, like pretend to be a kid. They would adopt him. He would then murder them in their sleep and, and steal all their money, you know. And uh, she was like, that's kind of dark. <laughs> that's what I do. That's what I do, Yeah. I got the terrible tragedy is that, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you know, just came up with stories about this and <clears throat> Midas Welby was the one, you know, had a famous brother who was a doctor out in California. <laughs> oh, oh, I got it. I got it. I just got it. Sorry. I'm a little slow sometimes. I got it. Uh-huh. Nice. Because I could never, I could never figure out the name for the for the prescriptionist. I always had the idea for the prescription, but I never had a name. And somebody said to me at work, something's like, well, "What about blind and blank?" Ah, well, might as well be. Might, might as well be. Well be. I like that. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. Sounds like a kind of guy he'd be giving out, you know, sort shitty of shitty advice, shitty medicine advice. <laughs> Because he's pissed off about his much, much more successful brother in brother, California. Exactly. He's a little bit of bitterness there, you know, maybe some failed relationships <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> Always taking the moral high ground, you know, calling people alcoholics because he knows, <laughs> you know. Yeah, back in my day, we used to give out cocaine. That was good times. <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> 
back long ago, about 1984 or five. <laughs> Mountains oh, of the stuff. So as yeah, high as a prostitute's thigh. As mm-hmm. that Mary. <laughs> as high as Mary's thigh. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, well, we're just free riffing. Somebody had talked about somebody ODing in a cocaine apartment. <laughs> it's like not even a crack house. It's a cocaine apartment. I was what like, does that even mean? It was somebody, somebody was put that in the, the paper called it a cocaine apartment. It's like back in my day, we called them crack houses. And they're like, read the article. There's no crack. So I suggested Quaalude Bungalow, <laughs> which then I realized would be actually a better name for a band. <laughs> well, of course, the first thing that came to my mind was Roach Motel. So <laughs> it works too. <laughs> So my and Quaalude Bungalow comes out and plays like uh, uh, Spin Doctors covers. <laughs> well, so it's a narrow category. They kept throwing some some blues traveler too, <laughs> with a real fish vibe. <laughs> I like the Grateful Dead meet fish meet Spin Doctors meet blues traveler. What does that mean? They even? should never meet. Ever. Harmonica solos. <laughs> Ten minute long harmonica solos. Lots of, <laughs> lots, of, lots of bluegrass picking. <laughs> Quaalude bungalow. Quaalude I, like I like it. I like it a lot. Either that or he's like the worst gumshoe ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like it as, as Spin Doctor's covers. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, but we play it with like a real, you know, kind of acid rock vibe, man. And if we're feeling really, really in the in the zone, man, we'll throw in some Sister Hazel. <laughs> Breaks out the harmonica, man. Just fucking whales. <laughs> you know, Papa John there, whatever the fuck his name was, John Popper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, 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 the Papa John is the front man for Quaalude Bungalow. <laughs> and instead of having like those two, he's the got like big. bandoliers crossed <laughs> across his chest. Where's the sombrero? He's got Long the big ass. Yeah. Oh, mustache. All right, everybody, we're Quaalude Bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> A new favorite band that doesn't exist. <laughs> it's Quaalude Bungalow. Can we have shirts made for Quaalude Bungalow, please? Uh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I just need to know. <laughs> bungalow. I don't even know if I remember how to spell Quaalude. Is there two L's in Quaalude? There's a lot of A's. <laughs> uh, what other bands would Quaalude Bungalow, Qua- bands with Quaalude bungalow like? Because uh, now that they're a 90s cover band, I'm just like, okay, the 90s were so fucking weird. I don't even know. Oh. That's right. A harmonica version of We've Got the Beat. This <laughs> gentleman, Papa John on the mouth harp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what Papa John sounds like when he's not playing his harmonica. 
Rady he's on the side with a yeah, tambourine and a maraca. He's beating the maraca on the tambourine. Oh, shit. And that's how we celebrate Thanksgiving at Slurp Toast. We make up a fictional jam band that does 90s covers. 90s <laughs> jam band covers. <laughs> 90s, 90s jam- Right. Screaming <laughs> trees covers. Black crows. <laughs> black crows. <laughs> Not the first two albums. Third album and deeper for the black crows. Nothing to play some yeah, some really side B shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna play hard to handle. We're gonna play something off of America. <laughs> and then we'll be doing a harmonica version of Sticks as Mr. Roboto. <laughs> A popular request. Oh man, I, I it was on Instagram or something, one of my social media channels. Dan Rather is interviewing Tommy Shaw, uh, the other guitar player, and somebody who looks like Dennis DeYoung but is not Dennis DeYoung. <laughs> oh, newsflash! Yeah, apparently my brother-in-law is is cousins with Dennis DeYoung. Really? Yeah. At least that's what he says. Let's tell them we got an idea for a band. <laughs> Hear us out. <laughs> it's going to sound strange up front, but let it percolate. It's sound a little weird, but yeah. Give it some room once to breathe, start, man. <laughs> man, once you kind of you start seeing the possibilities, man. First yeah, album is called Intonations. L7, baby. L7. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, it was kind of funny because Dan Rather, you know, so uh, Big why is it, did you think that you would get back together with uh, Dennis DeYoung? You know, and it's Tommy Shaw. Who's the other one? John Panazzo. No, the Panazzos are all dead. The, the other They're guitarist. both dead? Oh, oh, the guy with the like the mustache and the mullet. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. He's the only one whose name I can't remember. But yeah, I know you're talking about. I even saw it crawl, crawl across the screen. I can't remember, but they were he and Tommy. Okay. They were talking about Dennis DeYoung and and uh, talk about not having good feelings for him. Oh no, they feel like he ruined the band with uh, with Kilroy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're not but, wrong. But Tommy Shaw looks and the way he's James dressed. Young. James, James Young. Young. Okay, James Young looks like a uh, road hard version of Michael McKeon. You know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That's just, terrifying. It's just extra long and droopy through the face. You know, Mike McKeon still has a little life to him. But um, um, but Tommy Shaw, he's like wearing this jacket that's a little too big. And because of that, his hands look really small. And I keep going, I didn't know he was a midget. Because <laughs> he goes to talk. And whatever it is, the way he's sitting, his head look oversized. His little hands just look extra small. And it's like, I know he's not, but he looks like one in this interview. He looks like one. There we go again. mm -hmm. Yep, there we go. (laughs) The guardrails have been touched once again. (laughs) Sparks in our wake. Sparks in the wake. But yeah, it's... uh, that was it was interesting and you know again because dan rather is doing the, the interview you're like really dan you're interviewing sticks <laughs> i will play along <laughs> color me intrigued color me intrigued this just got uh interesting from the point of strange <laughs> yeah there's a there's a um, i probably mentioned before there's a 
like a little amphitheater right at the street at the top of the hill and they're closing it this year unfortunately but sticks played a few weeks ago and i'm like that's not really sticks there's no panazos there's no de young it's tommy shaw's grudge tour i'm not going to see that Somebody had told a joke about, you know, when do you replace so many band members? You're no longer the band. <laughs> when you're the four tops and there's no well, tops yeah. left. There's no tops left. It's like, yes. And tonight the Doobie Brothers featuring members of Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of those, some of those bands from the seventies are, are doing a disservice to their fan base by calling themselves <laughs> by that name. I don't. All right, everybody. It's uh, Bachman Turner's uh, over Turner Turner. You know, <laughs> which one are we tonight? Because it's like overdrive. <laughs> There's like one one guy from six different bands, and they they just booking whichever name gets them the most play in that city. I think that's right. It's not Emerson Lake and Palmer with the guy who played with Palmer on the Yes album. No. <laughs> Or Asia, or GTR. It's like uh. Asia is the one that like everybody left, and it's like two guys. It's like they weren't even in the original lineup. You're not Asia anymore. I told you this on a Friday once. I set my Spotify to do like the Asia albums or something, all uh-huh. back to back to back. So I made it through the first two, and I was like, ah, oh, some some good memories there, yeah. or memories there because you know you're the heat of the moment showing you how fuck how do i still know the words to this because uh, it's played all the fucking time mm-hmm. but then astra got like past the first two. Oh, i'h like no what the hell is this no it got <laughs> it, it sort of took that took that road back to prague town as i recall mm, not a good road no nobody wins in prague town <laughs> but yeah it's like there's two guys in it you're like you weren't even the original lineup how do you keep the name i don't okay the other guys just don't give a shit there's they're, the royalties are what they're interested in have you ever seen speaking of, of asia and and uh, this, uh every time i hear heat of the moment i think you ever seen the movie the matador with pierce brosnan and oh, greg kinnear <laughs> they use heat of the moment in that I, every time i hear it now i think of that that scene in that movie because it was so well done which scene is that is that the one on the washing machine his window his glasses are fogged or no <laughs> no that's when greg kinnear is running up the, like the tower to try and like be an assassin and pierce brosnan is the assassin and he's trying chasing him trying to stop him it was just like, so r- ridiculous kind of like uh, the use of 99 Luft balloons in uh, gross point blank. <laughs> Which is a fun, actually, both movies you mentioned are incredibly fun movies. I love gross point blank is one of my all time favorite movies. I can watch that one anytime, anywhere. I don't think I've seen the, the Matador anywhere since I saw it in a theater, but it was a really good movie. Underrated. I think we have it on, I, we have it. Do you? We have it. Yep. Nice. Yeah. No, my daughter, we were talking about something and. I, I dropped the parlance of our times and she's like, what? I go, it's from big Lebowski, which check it by the old clock. You are now old enough to watch with me. <laughs> One of the boys watched it without me. And I'm like, after all this time, really you talking about it? You watched it without me? Really? Really? <laughs> Is that how we're going to do this? <laughs> uh, you're dead to me now. Just not privy to the new shit, dad. <laughs> And then it was, well, you've hyped it up so much. I didn't think it was that great. Well, fuck you. I don't. 
Give it You're time wrong. to breathe. Give it time to breathe. <laughs> you Here, just don't read some Dashiell Hammett. I was going to say, you don't understand it. what it's built on. You know, that's like, oh, it's, it's, it's us making fun of our friend, Jeff Lebowski, you know, and you're like, okay, that's fine. He's the character, but you put a stoner basically into a noir oh, yeah. uh, film plot. I was about halfway through that movie and, it, went, yeah. and I was like, wait a second. It took me two view, three viewings before. And I think it's when he's had that scene in Del Pino. Yeah. Oh man, I love your work. You play on one side against the other. And fellow Seamus. Like, fellow Seamus. And I was like, oh my God, it's fucking one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I got it about halfway three quarters of the way through because I remember like 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 just like on a riff going to to the car with Laura. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, it was a detective movie from Jump Street. It was <laughs> They yes. snuck it by us. They just fastballed it right past us. And the whole time, it's it's a noir classic. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yep. That was it was sneaky as shit. Yeah, because the Eagles came on in the car. <laughs> was like, Eagles, oh, man. man. <laughs> She's like, "What?" And I go, "I go." There's a scene in the movie Big Lebowski. He's 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 been uh, roughed up by Jackie Treehorns. Now he's been drugged to Jackie Treehorns, who's in the smut business. In the parlance of our time, <laughs> like what? I go, and he's in this cab, and he's like holding his head because he's all kind of freaked out. The, the Eagles are playing, and he's like, "Oh man!" And he's like, "I can can you change the station, man? I just I just I just fucking hate the Eagles." And I go, and the cab driver loses it. You hate the Eagles? You hate? He throws him out of his cab, and now he's running down the road, and the cop picks him up. <laughs> That's when it clued on to be that it was a detective novel, as in that scene. Because I was like, that makes no sense for him to be so blase. You know, how's the smut business, Jackie? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's exactly how he should be. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Then it all kind of made sense at that time. I'm trying to convince my two burgeoning musicians to sit down and watch uh, Spinal Tap with me this week while Jack is home. Oh, we were listening. We were doing uh, Halloween songs in the car, and I was like, "I go Stonehenge." I go do Stonehenge by uh, Spinal Tap. Where the demons will, where the banshees live, and they do live live well. well. A man's a man, and the children dance to the pipes of Pan. I love (laughs) that song. They lived a race of druids. I go, babe, you have to see the movie. I go, because they misbuild the props. And it's like, it's the point. Have you ever been to Stonehenge? It's it's massive. It's it's like oh, this was like danger being trod upon by a dwarf. Trod upon by a dwarf. It's one of my favorite movies in any line ever. I was I think I'm gonna get that. I think I'm gonna land this one because I was I was flipping channels the other day and uh for your consideration was on. I mean, it was the very beginning of that one. And Connor <laughs> came in and said, oh, I, and he was like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's one of the Christopher Guest movies. And he goes, oh, because I guess they, he saw Waiting for Guffman in a drama class in high school. Okay. And I was like, yeah, it's the same bunch of guys that did uh, Spinal Tap, which we need to watch. And I think Best I made show. Yeah. Jack, uh, Jack, Jack's taking a film history class. And I guess Spinal Tap is actually on uh, on, on the curriculum, he hasn't watched it yet. That's one of the next two he's got to watch yet. So, I was doing a Jennifer Cooley impersonation in the car for Babe the other day. 
I just, for some reason, I don't know if I can, I probably couldn't redo it, but I just, oh, and then we just, and I just had the voice and I had kind of the mannerisms and it just, so I was like, geez, are you doing Jennifer Cut? <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> oh, nice that she got that. Speaks she, highly uh, of your parents. She catches us off guard. Yeah. <laughs> She'll, we'll be driving the car. She's singing along to Bon Jovi. We're like, how do you know this? And she goes, we had to dance to it. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> and when you have to dance to it, you have to hear it over and over and over, and it just drills its way into your brain. Yeah. She was talking about, uh, she's taking an AP civics class, and they were doing report cards on presidents, right? Okay. And she goes, so and so had had Kennedy. I go, well, that's an incomplete. and she's like what i go he was a sass because i know oh oh okay i get it i go yeah she goes well he said he he got really good grades i go nobody knows what he would get i go he didn't fill out his first term i don't think he lived up to any of his promises i think the only thing he passed major was like a tax cut on the rich or an income tax cut i go but he did bay of pigs cuban missile crisis i go he's kind of you know well he gave him an a because you know he and his wife were young and pretty i'm like well if that doesn't prove a misogynistic (laughs) societal thing wow um, but then she said, "Who did she get?" Uh, FDR. What did she give him? That's interesting. If he, <laughs> going from incomplete to stayed too long. Yeah, that's what she said. She gave him an a, a, a communication. I go New Deal. I go. She goes social programs. What did I go? <laughs> New Deal. That was a big one. I go. He got us out of a depression and then prosecuted a world war. <laughs> The man has big, big, big things on his resume. Yeah. I go, Jack Kennedy has, he nailed Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that. uh, Okay. uh, Kennedy getting getting complete. It's one of the funniest things you ever said. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Well, anyway, turns out half her class didn't know Kennedy had been assassinated. What? Yeah, I go. How did you go to AP Civics and not know that? I go. That seems to me one of those. Th- I could say, if you said you didn't know Garfield got shot, if you said you didn't know McKinley got shot, I would give you both of those. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but every every boomer ever is still lamenting the death of Kennedy. It's like how, the entirety how, how? of this, like a that in the Beatles is their entire mythology and Vietnam. Those are the three pieces of the boomer mythology: Kennedy, mm-hmm. the Beatles, and Vietnam. That's yeah. it. Uh-huh. Cocaine in the eighties. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you seem a little obsessed with cocaine in the eighties. Did I miss something? No, no, okay. I just missed the eighties. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had hair in the eighties, so I can get behind that. Yeah, jamming out to Quaalu Bungalow. <laughs> That's 10 years later, man. 10 years later, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the name of their first album, 10 years later. It's all songs you heard 10 years ago, but with harmonica. <laughs> so they're doing an 80s cover band, an yeah. 80s cover album as a 90s cover band. for the, That's brilliant. Oh, man. You haven't lived until you've heard 
Shout by Tears for Fears, done on the harmonica. And then this acid trippy guitar and this killer bass line, man. Dude comes out covered in scarves. He looks like Stevie Nicks and Steven Tyler had a baby and wrapped it up in every fucking scarf they owned. Did we know they didn't? I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe she's actually lived Tyler's mom. I don't know. Oh, Todd Rundgren will be so mad. <laughs> so will BB Buell. I don't know. <laughs> She's our first scarf based life form. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is the evolution that uh, Johnny Depp is undertaking right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's an apex <laughs> scarf predator. Savage. It's French for scarf. No, it isn't. <laughs> it is now. Now. Save. No, we don't. Why are you like a magician? You just keep pulling these things out of your sleeves. <laughs> Every time Johnny pulls one out, Steven Tyler loses one. <laughs> like a bad there's only drink. there's only so many rock and roll scarves to go around <laughs> that's right it's a finite supply <laughs> <laughs> actually that officially just became the title of the episode there's only so many rock, so many and, rock scarves. and roll scarves to go around <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good one i like that all right so what else do we need to talk about before we call this one a night I think we're good. I think we talked about <laughs> we made up a band. We had we had a good night. We talked about toys, Shanji. Uh yeah. Chai. Yeah, yeah. We did the, good. The uh the inconsistency of studs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call it what you will. <laughs> uh, that's right. And uh yeah, directional silent signage for douchebags. <laughs> And oh, by the way, fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> hey, uh, have a good Thanksgiving. Enjoy Thank the you. time you with your same. family. Yep, I will. I will. And uh, we'll try and get back on schedule now that my ears aren't swollen anymore. So we will see you guys after Thanksgiving. Um, everybody have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, and as we head into the holiday season, prepare yourselves. It's about to get bumpy. But uh, right. we'll get through it. All right, that's it. Episode 33. We're done. done. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye.